Hey everyone, and welcome to another installment of Beyond the Mask. Today we're going to be assessing a seemingly forgotten plot point from Scream 2. I'm talking about specifically the copycat killer plot that seemed to fade significantly as soon as it was announced on screen. In order to explain why this plot point was abandoned, we're going to have to assess the serial killers in that movie. I'm of course talking about Mickey Altieri and Nancy Loomis, aka Debbie Salt. The kills in Scream 2 initially appear to follow a very specific pattern, a pattern that was soon spotted and revealed during the investigation by the police officers Dewey Riley and Gail Weathers. Each death allegedly resembled a victim from the Woodsboro killing spree in 1996, a year before. Maureen Evans representing Maureen Prescott, Phil Stevens representing Stephen Arth, and of course Cece, or rather Casey Cooper, being a version of Casey Becker. The discovery of this during the investigation was disturbing, yet allowed the group to proceed with necessary caution going forward. The following deaths don't actually match up to the same pattern however. Gail Weathers becoming an obvious target following Cece's death, which ultimately led to Randy taking her place by accident, showed that the pattern changed. But why did this happen? What was the reason the pair of them decided to move away from the original plan? The answer to this is simply, these two killers were secretly at war with one another. Both Mickey and Mrs Loomis's motives differ significantly. It's established in the final act of the movie that Mrs Loomis was using Mickey to carry out the vicious plan in the hopes of her getting revenge and allowing Mickey to take the blame for it all. Mickey wanted fame, recognition, he wanted to be seen and wanted to make the impact that Billy Loomis had one year prior. It's my personal belief that the copycat killer thematics in Scream 2 were deliberately orchestrated by Mickey. Him copying the original would have made headline news. His plan was set in motion, and in my opinion, the plan never changed. Let's separate the two killers and who they killed for a moment. If we go by the notion that Mickey was following through with his initial plan, we can see the pattern is clear. Following Cece's death, the next obvious kill from Mickey is the two officers, who were working alongside Sydney. Both of these represented authority figures. They both were a huge amount of protection for Sydney and helped her feel somewhat safe despite what she was going through. The resemblance is definitely there to Principal Himbury, an authority figure who provided Sydney with some form of mild security by being in that role. The following death would be Hallie McDaniel, Sydney's best friend in the movie, who was constantly present to offer support to Sydney. Mickey strategically murdered Hallie with the intentions of her being the new Tatum Riley, who was Sydney's best friend in Scream 1996. The movie then heads into the climax, very similar to the original events. Away from Mickey, let's analyse Mrs Loomis. Her motive was revenge. She wanted to dispatch of those who murdered her son. I believe she was happy for Mickey to carry out the murders, but once her and Gail's gradually harsher exchanges continued to hit boiling point, Mrs Loomis decided 
to take matters into her own hands. The seeking to murder Gail was personal. Gail was responsible for shooting her son. She may not have delivered the final blow, but she definitely played a major role in his defeat. The disruption between Mrs. Loomis and Mickey may have been caused by the realisation of Mickey's pattern. The unfortunate thing for her in this situation was that there was no way for Gail to be in the firing line as she survived the events of 1996. It's interesting to know that Mickey seemingly vanished following Randy's death. I believe he was completely withdrawn, hellbent on this plan going ahead. Him being off campus and out of the way was likely an effort to avoid Mrs. Loomis altogether. Mickey had a plan, but so did she. The problem was, their plans didn't mesh that well. Mrs. Loomis always intended on double-crossing Mickey. It's my genuine belief that the disagreement in plans between the pair was likely what sealed Mickey's fate, however. This was personal for Mrs. Loomis. Vengeance was fueling her, and no one was going to get in the way of her master plan. Especially, not Mickey. I believe, however, this is where Mrs. Loomis ultimately messed up. Mickey may have had a different outcome notion to her, but in those final moments between Sydney, Mrs. Loomis and Cotton, having her accomplice alive would have evened the playing field for her and likely may have resulted in a more direct conclusion in their favour for Mrs. Loomis. A very similar pattern happened in Scream 3 and in my opinion, there's a perfectly explained reason why the script slash copycat plot in 3 was dropped but that's a video for another time. And that's it for this video. I hope this has helped enlighten you on why the copycat plot didn't continue in the pattern it was supposed to. To us, it didn't. To Mickey, it absolutely did. If you enjoyed this content, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Until next time, Mickey was a good boy, but God, that blame the movies motive. I mean, did you actually buy that for a second.